Hi guys and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please join me this evening as we welcome to the show to continue our Christmas Spectacular Part 2. Mr. Robert Young in the NBC comedy show Father Knows Best. In this first episode we find the Andersons once again all in the living room. But it's not Jim Anderson, it's Bud Anderson, and he has three friends, and they have made a quartet, and they are practicing singing in the living room, when all of a sudden one of the kids complains to Bud that he gets tired of singing, hmm, so Bud asks his father, and Mr. Anderson tells him, about what they used to do or listen to when they were kids. So Bud takes it literally and puts it into his song that they do for his mother. But his mother's very confused on why they're making that noise. So they come to find out later on that there may not be a Christmas party, but Bud and all his friends have been practicing all that time. So. Mr. Anderson and his friend, who is the president of the committee, end up discussing and discussing and discussing what the theme of the party is going to be. And they finally pick a theme and they all have fun at the country club Christmas party. As they're driving back home, Mr. Anderson wants Bud and him to sing along on their way home but Bud ends up crashing along with the rest of the family and it is called planning the Christmas party and in this next episode we find the Andersons all at home and we find Mr. and Mrs. Anderson in the living room wrapping gifts Mrs. Anderson has wrapped every gift for every one of their friends and has gotten everyone a gift that has gotten them gifts over the years. When Mr. Anderson gets enough of the commercialism from his whole family, he tells them we're going to have an old-fashioned Christmas. So he has a plan on going up 50 miles to a part of town where wooden trees are and they're going to chop down their Christmas tree and bring it home with them. All the other kids are bummed out that their dad won't go and buy one but Kathleen the youngest child is enthusiastic about the adventure. But unfortunately for the Andersons their adventure is cut short when their car is stuck and stranded in the snow. So they find a store no more than half a mile from where they are. They walk in the snow and they find out that it's warm inside. So the couple invites them over and tells them that they're not going to be able to head out because the snow is going to get so bad. So they're stuck there. So the Anderson children end up finding out that their kids which are grown 
don't come and see them anymore and they find out what Christmas means to them and they ask the kids what do you think about your parents so Bud and his sisters have a plan on giving an old-fashioned Christmas party they get all the gifts that were given to their mom's friends and give them to the couple that have invited them in their home and they end up decorating the tree and it is called an old-fashioned Christmas I hope you guys enjoy mr. Robert Young and the rest of the Anderson family in the NBC comedy show father knows best if you like the show please comment and subscribe and stay tuned after the show to hear Mr. Nett King Cole and Miss Ella Fitzgerald as they sing a couple of Christmas songs. And once again, guys, always remember to enjoy the show. Thanks. Mother, are Post 40% Bran Flakes really the best tasting cereal of them all? Well, your father says so, and father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by Instant Sanka, the delicious coffee that lets you sleep, and Post 40% Bran Flakes. Mother, next time you're choosing a cereal, remember, new Post Bran Flakes give your family all the important keep-regular benefits of bran in a cereal with a delicious new magic oven flavor. Insist on Post Bran Flakes, the cereal preferred and eaten by far more people than any other bran flakes. They're wonderful for breakfast, lunch, or in-between meals. So get post-brand flakes this weekend. They're good, and so good for you. Well, the town of Springfield is lovely to behold this Christmas Eve. About noon today, the first snowflakes began to fall, and soon the air was filled with the whirling crystals came down heavily all afternoon. Now every lawn and park is white, every roof and chimney top. And out on Maple Street this frosty Christmas Eve, every house seems to have its windows brightly aglow. Every house, that is, except the Andersons. They're not home. You see, they're... Well, let's go back to 10 o'clock this morning. Margaret was wrapping packages on the dining room table, and Jim was helping her. Like this. Hold your finger on this, will you, dear? Mm Mm-hmm. There we are. That knot should hold, don't you think? Honey, are you planning to send me along with the package? (laughs) What? What's the matter? You tied my thumb in there. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. There. There. Now, I wonder if there's anyone I've forgotten. Well, from the number of packages scattered around here, you couldn't have forgotten anyone. Not in Springfield, anyway. Oh, there are not so many there. It just looks like a lot. I can't figure it out. Hmm? We don't know that many people. All right, now look. This one goes to the Kirby's. Mm -hmm. You remember last year they gave us that lovely salad bowl and we only sent them a card? Mm Mm-hmm. This one is for the Morrises. I feel we certainly owe them a gift. But, honey... Now, wait. You asked a question and I'm answering you. Mm -hmm. This package goes to the Rodneys. 
Mm -hmm. I didn't send them a thing last year, and the year before that, they gave us that huge box of pears. I know, but... Uh... The big box is for the Carters, and then there's the Blakes and the Rogers and the Milbanks and the Duplains and the Newmans and the Lewises. They all gave us something last Christmas. You see, I keep a record of these things, dear. I have it all written down. Well, that's fine. I'm not objecting to the idea of remembering our friends at Christmas. Well, you wondered why all the packages. Well, it just seems that suddenly Christmas has lost something. It used to be so much simpler. The spirit of Christmas had a different meaning. Well, I know, dear, but when people have given to us... That's I... it, honey. It's become a matter of bookkeeping. Christmas used to be a quiet and beautifully religious holiday. Time for the children, a time for bringing happiness to others. What has it become? A mad scramble to buy a lot of things you can't afford to give to people who don't need them. Now, dear... Why can't we have Christmas the way it used to be? Quiet and simple with the real Christmas spirit. When you gathered your family and friends around the fire and the children hung up their stockings and the church bells on Christmas Eve and the carolers singing, that's the way Christmas should be. I know, dear, but... Mother! I'm in the dining room, Betty. I'm going to wash my hair now, Mother, so if Janie calls, will you take the message? What message? Well, it's very important. You see, Janie knows simply dozens of girls who work at Burton's department store, and they're going to call her the second Ralph comes in the store, and then Janie's going to call me. Princess, if you'll forgive my unseemly curiosity, what is the purpose of this elaborate spy system? Why, to find out what Ralph's going to give me for Christmas, naturally. Oh, naturally. <laughs> but, dear, a Christmas present is supposed to be a surprise. Of course, Mother, but how can I be surprised if I don't know what kind of gold locket that's heart-shaped with my initials on it he's going to buy me? <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Um, how was that again? I'll be upstairs, Mother. If Janie calls, you need to call me to the phone, unless the locket is a wristwatch. <laughs> well, now, if that doesn't... Now, now, don't let it upset you. She's just a normal teenage girl. But, honey, the whole idea of Christmas is to... Hey, hey Mom! Mm, dear. We're in the dining room, bud. Hey, tonight's Christmas Eve. Can you believe it? Christmas Eve. Yeah. And you'd better go down in the basement and bring up the decorations for the tree. We haven't got a tree yet. Besides, I, I, I haven't got time right now. Joe and I got to get some stuff together. We're going out with Christmas carols. Christmas carols? You? Now, don't question him, Margaret. Thank heaven there's one person in this family who has the true Christmas spirit. Allow me to congratulate you, son. You have the right idea. There's nothing finer on Christmas Eve than to go around singing carols. Oh, we're not going to sing them, Dad. Oh? What are you going to do with them? <laughs> well, we got a deal with Gus down at the used car lot. He has a sound truck, you know, with the big horns on top and a record player inside. Oh, no. And now, wait, this is a cool idea. Gus is going to drive the sound truck all over town this afternoon, and Joe and I, we're going to be inside playing the Christmas carol records. Bud. Well, I'm not really going to play the records. Joe's going to do that, and I'm going to read the commercials. <laughs> Commercials? Sure. For Gus McCarthy's used car lot. Joe plays a carol, and then I read a commercial. I got some cool ideas. Uh, how do you like this one? It starts out, Rescue Mary Gentleman in a 1936 two-door sedan with white side <laughs> Oh. 
Bud, maybe you'd better... Or, oh, what fun it is to ride in a 1940 club coupe with overdrive and new seat covers. <laughs> Look, Bud. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus in a 1948 convertible with radio and <laughs> How do you like those? Pretty good, huh, Dad? Pretty good. But have you lost your mind? This is Christmas. Your father's right, Bud. That's carrying it entirely too far. But if I don't work on the truck this afternoon, I won't get to ride on it in the parade tonight. Parade? On Christmas Eve? Sure, the big Santa Claus parade. They're going to have floats and bands and cowboys, all kinds of stuff. What, no skyrockets? Well, now I've heard everything. Peace on Earth, Goodwill Toward Men. Introduced with a brass band. Daddy? What is it, kitten? When are we going to get our tree? Oh, you'd better go down and get one, dear. They'll be all gone. I could have gotten one wholesale from Gus's used car lot. He sells Christmas trees, too. (laughs) Can we have a purple tree this year, Daddy? A purple tree? They're selling them on the vacant lot next to the pool hall. Red, yellow, pink, orange, purple. You can get any color you want except green. (laughs) If you're talking about the tree, I vote for a pink one. What's wrong with green? Nothing, except it just looks like a tree. (laughs) What's a tree supposed to look like? Daddy, can we get one of those neon lights? Oh, for Pete's sake. Neon lights, purple Christmas trees, brass bands. What has happened to you kids? Have you forgotten the meaning of Christmas? Have you forgotten everything you've learned in Sunday school? No, Father. It's just that things are different now than when you were a boy. This is 1953. Different nothing. You can change everything else but not Christmas. Am I right, Margaret? You have the floor, dear. (laughs) The whole trouble is that Christmas has been turned into another super-colossal all-color production. Well, it's all wrong. And as far as this family is concerned, we're putting a stop to it. This year, we're going to celebrate Christmas as it should be celebrated, simply and naturally, without all the hoop-de-doo and fall-de-roll. This is going to be a real Christmas. I don't understand what you mean, Father. Well, to begin with, we're not going to buy one of those painted trees. We're going to get in the car and drive up to Pine Mountain and cut our own tree. Oh, boy! Can we, Daddy? You don't really mean that. Certainly I do. You kids gather up some warm clothes. Bud, get the saw out of the garage. But, Father, it's at least 50 miles up there. You can buy a tree for a couple of bucks, Dad. Now, that's what I'm talking about. All you kids can think of is buy, buy, buy. This is a part of Christmas you've never even experienced. Going out into the woods and cutting your own Christmas tree. The weather forecast said snow today. Oh, we'll be up there and back in three or four hours. Not going to snow that much. Besides, I have chains. Now, get your coats. I'm getting mine. I'm ready. Oh, this sounds like a real peachy Christmas. It will be, Princess. You'll see. Dear, I have all those packages to deliver to the Rogers and the Newmans We'll throw them in the car, honey. We'll deliver them on our way back. You're, uh... Sure this is a good idea? Am I sure? Margaret, believe me, this is going to be a Christmas none of us will ever forget. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, uh, another mile or two, maybe. Father, it's starting to snow again. Oh, is that snow coming down? It isn't cornflakes. <laughs> well, it's just a little flurry. Nothing to worry about. Come on, cheer up, everybody. It's almost Christmas Eve. What is there to cheer up about? <laughs> Joe's probably out on the sound truck playing deck the halls with boughs of holly and selling cars like crazy. <laughs> Bud, we're not talking about that, remember? Okay. Now, if you kids think you have a hard life, look at that little grocery store back off the road there. Miles from everything. How would you like to live there? Well, I wouldn't, that's all. I just wouldn't. What if you had to? Well, I wouldn't. What if you had to? I said I wouldn't. Yeah, but what if you had to? <laughs> Father, tell Bud to stop it. Bud, stop it. Are we almost there, Daddy? No, it won't be long, kitten. Look at that snow drifting down. Isn't that beautiful? We're going to have a white Christmas. It's lovely, dear, but do you think we should try to go any farther? Oh, it's just around the next bend. Why, we had to drive clear up here into the wilderness to get a Christmas tree. You'll understand, Princess, when we're back home this evening. When the fragrance of the tree fills the whole house. Nothing. The uh, snow's a little uh, deeper here. Father, we're not moving. Are we stuck, Dad? No, we're not stuck. <laughs> Why aren't we moving? Dear, we can't go any farther. It's snowing so hard now you can't see ahead. Can you turn around? Well, I, I won't try to turn around. The only thing we can do is uh, back up. We're not moving. What's the matter, Dad? I'm afraid we're stuck. Oh, no, Jim, we can't be. Now there's nothing to get excited about. We'll get out of here somehow. Take the wheel, Margaret. Bud and I will get out and push. Come on, bud. I can't even see. What do you want me to do, Jim? Uh, put it in reverse. I can't hear you. The snow's getting deep, Dad. Ah, <coughs> uh, it's no use. We can't move it. Uh, shut off the motor, Margaret. Well, what do we do now, dear? Well, we'll have to leave the car and walk back. Oh, no. Walk back? Yeah. Well, come on, everybody out. Uh, take the keys, Margaret. All right. Button up your coat, Kathy. Betty, bring those two blankets. We can't walk all the way back in this snow. Well, I know that. We're going back to that little grocery store we passed. It's only about a quarter of a mile. Uh, close the car doors. Oh. Okay, Kathy. Uh, now, all stay together. We better hurry. It's getting dark. Daddy. Yeah? It's almost Christmas Eve. Yes. Almost. I got snow in my shoes, <laughs> snow down my neck. Can you see where you're going, Jim? 
Yeah, I, I can see. Marooned on top of a mountain in a blizzard. All right, stop complaining. It could be worse. Yeah, we could have come up here in our bathing suit. <laughs> I don't know why we had to come up here. Yeah, what was the idea? Well, I'll tell you, my freezing friends. This is that warm and beautiful event known as a simple, old-fashioned... Christmas. Here's a pre-Christmas story. It begins in a house and concerns, if you please, a young husband and spouse. They're hanging up holly wreaths, trimming the tree, wrapping dozens of presents to fill all with glee. Then hark, as the hall clock strikes ten, they both stop, and worn out and tired in a chair they both drop. Says the man with a yawn, do you think, dear, we might, though it's late, risk some coffee and maybe a bite? Says his wife with a grin that is cheery and bold, you can have all the coffee you think you can hold. For I bought instant Sanka just for your sake. It's free from caffeine, will keep no one awake. So they sat and sipped Sanka and found it so good they drank even more than they usually would. Yet when later that night Santa poked in his head, both husband and wife were asleep in their bed. There's my story, my friends, and though not like the jingle, that whimsical legend of cheery Kris Kringle. It carries a message important and true. You can drink instant Sanka and sleep the night through. Well, as I said earlier, the white frame house on Maple Street is dark this Christmas Eve. About noon today, Jim Anderson revolted against his family's attitude toward the Yuletide and decided that this year they should discover the joys of a simple, old-fashioned Christmas. Nice thought? Yes. How's it working out? Terrible. They drive up to Pine Mountain to cut their own tree and ended up in a snowbank. Now, with a car abandoned, Jim and the family groped their way through the blizzard toward an isolated roadside store. Like this. I think my nose is frozen. How much farther is it, Daddy? Well, it must be right ahead of us. If it weren't snowing so hard, we could probably see it. There it is, Dad. See the light? Yeah, yeah. There's the store, Mommy. Oh, well, thank heaven. That looks real pretty for Christmas Eve, doesn't it? Holly wreath in the window. All I'm interested in right now is getting back to Springfield. I'm supposed to be at at least three parties tonight. If we get back in time, I can still ride in the parade with Joe on the sound truck. All those gifts are still in the car, Jim. We'll have to get them out somehow. They have to be delivered tonight. All right, one thing at a time. Let's let's get in here and thaw out first. Oh, boy. Nice and warm. <laughs> that's not a barrel, kitten. That's an old-fashioned pot-bellied stove. Oh, this looks like the kind of a store my father used to talk about. Yeah? Look at the stuff hanging from the ceiling. Lanterns and snowshoes, all kinds of junk. By golly, it smells just like the old general store back in my hometown. Who runs the place? I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lumen Abner. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Anybody here? Be there in just a minute. Where's the telephone? Oh, it's here someplace. You children had better take your coats off now. I was just putting the bacon on the stove. We weren't expecting anyone in tonight. 
How did you folks get up here? Well, our car stalled up the road. I wonder if we could use your telephone. Well, you'd be most welcome to use it if we had one. No telephone? Well, hello there. Is that your car? It's snowed in up the road? Yes, that's ours. We must have passed on the road without seeing each other. I just walked up there to see if you needed help. Well, that was very thoughtful of you. We were looking for a telephone. Well, I guess the nearest phone is down at the Harper's place, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, and you'd never make it down there tonight, not with the snow coming down like it is. But how are we going to get back to Springfield? I'm afraid you're not going to get back tonight, miss. Probably not tomorrow, either. Oh, Grown. Here goes Christmas and all our plans. I wouldn't feel too bad about it, miss. It uh, may not be so noticeable, but it's Christmas here, too, you know. And uh, since Maggie and me, uh, we're marooned up here, in a manner of speaking, and, and since you folks are stranded, too, why don't we just say we're all stranded together... Uh, snowbound, as it were. Well, well, that's very nice of you, but... Oh, we can't just move in on you. Well, why not? You look like nice folks. Tom and me are alone here. I'll put some more plates on the table, and there's plenty of beds upstairs. Can we do it? Please, Mommy? Please? It seems like a dreadful imposition. It's nothing of the kind. I'm Tom Terrell, and this is my wife, Maggie. Oh, yes. <laughs> how do you do? Well, uh... Uh, we're the Andersons. Uh, the little one is Kathy, our boy Bud, uh, our daughter Betty, my wife Margaret. Hello. And I'm Jim. Well, we're happy you're going to be with us. <laughs> Thank Hello. You. We hadn't planned much of a Christmas, uh, just the two of us. But now that there's some kids around, by golly, it's beginning to seem like Christmas. Come on, help me light up some more lamps, Bud. Okay. I'll tell you what we always did with our youngsters on Christmas. We gave them the run of the store. So help yourselves. Candy, cookies, anything you want. Oh, you mean it? Really? <laughs> Go help yourself. Oh, man. <laughs> Steady now. Don't get carried away. <laughs> oh, Mother, look at these adorable old-fashioned teacups. In a minute, dear. Look here, Bob. Look at yeah, but look at this. <laughs> Listen to him. My golly, it's good to hear youngsters around the place again. How many children do you have? Two, a boy and a girl. But they're both grown up now, gone away. Seems like such a short time we had them with us. Well, would you like to come out in the kitchen with me, Margaret? Yes, I'll help you put things on. Uh, Jim, if you want to hang up your things, the, the bedroom's uh, right up the stairway there. Oh, good. I'll uh, take these blankets and uh, coats up. Well, you kids finding anything back there? Sure, all kinds of stuff. I found a school book back there, Mr. Terrell. It's the same one I use. Yeah, it belonged to my daughter. She looked a lot like you when she was your age. Did you have some kids, Mr. Terrell? Yes, we have two, bud. Where are they, Mr. Terrell? Well, they've grown up and gone, Kathy. Aren't you lonesome without your children? Yes, we are sometimes. I think we miss them most at Christmas time. You kids don't know how much you mean to your folks at Christmas. We... We never thought about it. I guess we always just thought how much Christmas meant to us. 
We used to have our tree here by the stove, and Judy and Bill would decorate it and put the candles on. The tinsel and the stars and the little glass bells, they're all in the box back in the corner where the kids packed them away. Don't you have any Christmas? No, Kathy. Uh, not anymore. There's, there's no one to decorate the tree. Tom, I need some wood for the stove. All right, I'll get it. I'll get it. What are you crying about, Shrimp? I just feel sad. Sad. Yeah? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Maybe. Well, climb up on a box and get down those snowshoes. You're going back to the car. Well, what's wrong with the children, Margaret? They didn't eat. I don't know. They're plotting something. They run me out of the store, told me to stay back here and lock the door. Maybe you'd better go out front and see what they're doing, Jim. Oh, they're all right, honey. Leave them alone. Whatever they're doing, they've been at it for over an hour. All right, everybody. Come in now. Turn off all the lamps. Well, for pity's sakes, what are they... Well, let's go in. (gasps) What? What in the world? Well, will you look at that? It's Christmas Eve, remember? Oh, a tree decorated and with candles. From the Andersons, Merry Christmas to Mr. and Mrs. Terrell. If that don't beat all. It's beautiful, kids. Uh, How did you do it? Well, Mr. Terrell said they had the decorations, so Bud went up to the car and got the saw and some things. Then he went out and cut the tree. I helped put on the decorations. Look what's under the tree. Where'd those packages come from? Santa Claus. You can't open them till Christmas morning. Margaret, aren't those your packages from the car? I told them they could do it, dear. They changed the tags. I guess this is a miracle, Mother. We have a family again. Gathered around the Christmas tree. Just the way it used to be. Snow coming down outside, candles on the tree, a warm fire in the stove. Oh, it's lovely. So lovely. The only thing that's missing is the Christmas carol. Judy, when she was a little girl, would stand up at the top of the stairs. And the way she sang it reminded you of the angels who sang it to the shepherds on that wondrous night. Kathy? Well, where is Kathy? Princess. Thank you for our first real Christmas. This is Robert Young. From all of us in the Anderson family to all of you, a most sincere wish. 
that the Christmas spirit in its fullest meaning be yours for now and always. Good night. You know, there's no other evening in all the year like this night before Christmas. Now, after weeks of busy shopping, folks are warmly settled in comfortable living rooms, looking forward to the excitement of tomorrow morning. Well, we hope you find just what you wanted under that tree. And at this time, may we, the Post Cereals Company, take the opportunity of thanking all of you for making our products such favorites all over the country. Yes, Post Cereals have long been famous for superior quality and fine flavor. Rest assured, we'll keep them that way for you, always. One of Post's outstanding favorites is Post 40% Bran Flakes. And it's now more delicious than ever because it has a new magic oven flavor and wonderful crisper texture. Remember, if you haven't tried them yet, start enjoying Post Bran Flakes soon. And a very Merry Christmas from the whole Post Cereals family. Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson. Until then, good night and good luck from the makers of Post 40% Brand Flakes, the cereal preferred and eaten by far more people than any other Brand Flakes, and Instant Sanka, the delicious coffee that lets you sleep. In our cast were Rhoda Williams as Betty, Ted Donaldson, Gene Vanderpile, Helen Strom, Jeanette Nolan, and Herb Butterfield. Calcium helps grown-ups to a more vigorous life. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Calcium helps your body run smoothly. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Calcium helps you to enjoy a more active life. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Yes, a one-ounce serving contains one-third of your daily calcium needs. And post-wheat meal is a whole wheat cereal, creamy, smooth, delicious, cooks instantly. Get new post-wheat meal with more calcium than any other cereal, hot or cold. Father Knows Best, based on characters created by Ed James, was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Paul West and Roswell Rogers. This is Bill Foreman speaking. Mother, is Maxwell House the best coffee in the whole world? Well, your father says so. And your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young, his father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by Maxwell House, the coffee that's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee at any price. Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. In the year 1867, a man named Christopher Scholl sat down at a typewriter in Milwaukee and pecked out that immortal sentence, now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of the party. Naturally, he wasn't thinking of Springfield at the time, 
But if ever a party needed being come to the aid of, it's the Christmas Brannigan being arranged for the country club by the Andersons and their friends. And if you've never heard a welkin ring, you ought to hear what's going on in the living room of the white frame house on Maple Street. As a matter of fact, you can. Like this. She's only a bird in a gilded cage. Mm-hmm. A beautiful sight to see. Mm-hmm. You may think she's happy and free but, from care. But. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bud. Wait a minute, fellas. Now, what's the matter? Well, how come you get to sing all the words? Well, that's the way you're supposed to do it. Who said so? My father said so. You mean all we're ever going to get to sing is... Hmm. Ah, let him sing it, Joe. What's the difference? Yeah, we don't have to remember so much. I want to sing more than... Hmm. It's monotonous. But that's how they do it on the Jack Benny program. Look, Joe, it's going to be a gay 90s party, isn't it? Oh, I know, but... And you want the singing to sound like the gay 90s, don't you? Well, sure, but... Then why don't you stop arguing? You weren't even living when they had the gay 90s. Well, so what? Neither were you. My father was. <laughs> he was? What a dope. You didn't think he was born yesterday, did you? Oh, no, but... Gosh, I didn't know that. Boy, are you knave. <laughs> I'm what? Knave. That means stupid. Oh. Well, now that we got that settled... Look, bud, my father told me... Hey, wait a minute. What does your father know about the gay 90s? Yeah, where was he born? My father? Yeah. In Philadelphia. Okay, then shut up. <laughs> let's go, bud. Right. Where were we? Uh, let's start over. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Gilded cage Mm -hmm. A beautiful sight to see Mm -hmm. All right, I'm home You may think she's happy But, wait a second And free from... What? Why don't we ask him again? Who? Your father, he just got home He did? Hiya, Dad Hello, bud well, what are you boys up to now? I'm oh, We're rehearsing our song for the country club party, Dad. Would you like to hear it? Well, I... It uh... won't be any trouble, Mr. Anderson. We're getting real good. Yeah, we're real humdingers. Methinks <laughs> I detect a slight note of bitterness. Something wrong, Joe? Mr. Anderson, when you were a kid in the gay 90s, did everybody Wait say... Wait a minute. When... When I was what? Oh, oh, uh... I'm sorry, Mr. Anderson. When you were a child in the gay 90s. Uh, that's more like it. What about when I was a child in the gay 90s? Everybody sang hmm, didn't they, Dad? No, I'd say it was more, uh, boop-boop-a-doop. In the gay 90s? Well, we called them the gay 20s. And they sang boop-boop-a-doop? Oh, yes, practically all day long. Wouldn't hmm be a lot easier? I mean, Mom said... Boop, boop, a doop. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, bud. I didn't mean to get you all confused. Oh, we aren't confused. Are we, Freddy? Who isn't? <laughs> we aren't. She's only a bird in the gilder Poop-poop-a-doop. <laughs> Does that sound like the gay 90s? It doesn't sound like the gay anything. Boys, I, uh... I wouldn't count too heavily on the Christmas party if I were you. You wouldn't? Holy cow, Dad. I know you've been looking forward to it, but... You see, certain things have come up, and we may have to call the whole thing off. Call it off? Oh, but you can, Mr. Anderson. We've been practicing all afternoon. Well, there isn't anything definite about it. I mean, uh, where's your mother, bud? She's in the den with Betty. Gosh, Mr. Anderson, you, you can't call off the Christmas party. Can you? Well, I don't want to, Joe, but you go ahead with your practicing, and uh, we'll see what happens. Do you think he means it about calling it off? I don't know. He certainly sounded like he meant it, didn't he, Freddy? Who? When I was a child in the gay 90s. Diamond Jim Anderson, that's me. Betty, your father won't stand for it, and please let's not have any arguments. But, Mother... What won't I stand for? Oh, hello, dear. We didn't hear you come in. Hi, Father. Oh, Hello, Daddy. Yeah. Margaret, if you'll take those pins out of your mouth... Mm. Mm, I'm sorry, dear. Is that better? Much. Well, <laughs> Lillian Russell, as I live and breathe. Isn't it beautiful, Father? Yes, sir. Bustle and all. That's quite a dress. Betty wants Mommy to take the shoulder straps off. All right, Kathy. Well, that's what you said, isn't it? Just you wait. Margaret? We're not going to touch the shoulder straps, Jim. Jumping creepers. Ha, ha. <laughs> but you've got to do something about Kathy. She's been impossible all day. I'm sorry, Kathy, but you have. She's a disgrace to the entire family. I am not. You certainly are. What has she done now? I haven't done anything, Daddy. Honest, I haven't. Besides, he pushed me first. Honey, don't you think this is something for you to... Well... I've got to get this hem pinned up, Jim, or it'll never be done. I know, but... Betty, if you keep slouching like that, I'll never get it even. Pardon me. Margaret, I've had a very trying day, and... Kathy, tell your father what you did. I didn't do anything. Anything much. Betty, please. I wasn't slouching. They were playing with boats at Jimmy Woody's, and Kathy pushed the poor child right into the bathtub. With his clothes on. Well, I should hope so. <laughs> and she refuses, she refuses, mind you, to apologize. But he pushed me first. He pushed you into the bathtub? No, but he pushed me. Kathy. And why should I apologize when he pushed me first? Kitten, it isn't a question of who did it first. You want to be his friend, don't you? Well, sure, Then but... think how simple it is. You say, I'm sorry, and it's all over. Why shouldn't he say he's sorry first? Because he isn't as big as you are. He's bigger than I am. I don't mean that kind of big. I mean big in a sense of character and integrity. You're bigger that way. I am? You can be. You see, Kitten, if you've made a mistake and you acknowledge it, that's being big. If you have a very good friend and you've had some little misunderstanding, it doesn't matter whose fault it is, the big thing to do is to say... I'm sorry, pal. Let's forget the whole thing. Right, honey? Oh, dear. It's still higher on this side. See? That means your mother agrees with me. Daddy? Yes, kitten? If I go over to apologize, will you go with me? 
I'll be glad to. As a matter of fact, we'll do it right now. And then I'll be bigger than he is. You certainly will be. Margaret. Go ahead, dear. I'm listening. Kathy and I are going over to apologize. We're going to be big. That's fine, dear. And Jim, tell Lucille if Kathy ruined anything, we'll be glad to pay for it. Lucille? Hathaway? Of course. What has she got to do with Jimmy Woody? Kathy, didn't you say... It was Jimmy Woody's bathtub, Daddy, but I pushed Brad Hathaway. Now, just a minute. You said... Jim, no matter what she said, it was Brad Hathaway who landed in the tub. Head first. The little monster seems proud of it. Betty, please. I'm going to apologize because I'm big. Aren't I, Daddy? You certainly are. But, uh, tell you what, kitten. Right after dinner, I'll drop you off at the Hathaway's on my way to the club. But I want to apologize now. We won't have the time, baby. After all, dinner is almost ready and... Dinner uh, won't be ready for another hour, Jim. He might get the idea, and then he'll come over here to apologize, and then he'll be big. Well, what's wrong with that? I want to be big. Ah! <laughs> oh, Kathy, for the love of Pete. Margaret. Dear, I've got my hands full as it is. Kitten, look, uh, why don't you write a nice long letter to Brad? <laughs> Honey, please. Oh, dear. Kathy. Kathleen. Yes, Mommy? Stop that. Yes, Mommy. And behave yourself. But I want to apologize and nobody will let me. Of course we will. You can go down to the Hathaways and apologize for the next hour. By myself? Jim, I'm not going to have that child running around the neighborhood alone after dark. I didn't mean alone. Betty can go with her. Oh, I can't, Father. I'm full of pins. Well, there's no reason why Bud can't take her, is there? Bud! Jim. It'll do us all good, honey. Get that bird out of her cage for a while. <laughs> Bud! You want me, Dad? Jim. Will you please tell me one thing? Why don't you want to go to the Hathaways? I did tell you. I've had a very trying day, and I'm very tired. And I'd like to take a little nap before dinner, that's all. You're sure? Dad! Just a minute, bud. Of course I'm sure. You certainly don't think... I mean... Yes? Honey, it isn't as though I... I'm not a child, Margaret, and I... Yes? Well... If you must know, Jim Hathaway and I aren't speaking. Of course, Father isn't acting like a child. Oh, no. He's just uh, enjoying a difference of opinion. <laughs> well, that's too bad. But more often than not, we agree with our friends about things that are important to us. For example, when it comes to coffee, truly good coffee with a flavor you enjoy, cup after cup, most families throughout America agree that means Maxwell House coffee. Indeed, more families buy and enjoy Maxwell House coffee than any other brand at any price. The reason, of course, is that wonderful good-to-the-last-drop flavor a flavor that belongs to Maxwell House alone. And here's why that's true. You see, coffee grows in many parts of the world, and there are all kinds of grades and varieties. But the Maxwell House people insist on the very choicest extra flavor coffees. For example, fancy Manizales coffees are selected for fragrant mellowness, superb Medellins for extra richness, choice Bucaramanga's coffees for fine, full body, 
In fact, Maxwell House buys more of these superb premium coffees than anyone else. Then these wonderful extra flavor coffees are blended with traditional Maxwell House skill in just the right proportions to create that one and only good to the last drop flavor. And believe me, that flavor is so good, so downright enjoyable cup after cup, that once you've tried Maxwell House, you'll never again be satisfied with any coffee but Maxwell House. The one coffee that's always good to the last drop. There's one thing about wives, and children too, for that matter. They just don't seem to understand that the things that happen to a husband or a father are, well, different. Arguments between children or women can be settled very easily because, after all, they're just foolish little misunderstandings, aren't they? Of course. But when there's a difference of opinion between men, well, that's another story like this. Honey, he was wrong, and you know it. But you're both working for the same thing, aren't you? That has nothing to do with it. I was appointed chairman of the Christmas party committee, and he had no right to interfere. I don't think he was trying to interfere, dear. He wasn't. Well, if it isn't interfering, I'd like to know what you call it. I think he was trying to help. But nobody asked him to help. That's the point. Just because he's the president of the club, he has no right to think he can run things to suit himself. Jim. The committee picked out the gay 90s theme. And everybody was very happy with it. I know, dear, but... What right did he have to come up with a Western theme? That's what I'd like to know. Well, Lucille explained the whole thing to me. She oh, thought... Oh, she's the one. It isn't bad enough having the president interfere. Now it's his wife. Lucille was not interfering. She merely Next said... Next thing you know, she'll be running the Greens Committee. Jim, will you please listen? Of course. Go right ahead. Say anything you please. All right. Lucille told After me... After all, who am I? <laughs> I'm only the chairman of the committee, that's all. They realize that, but Lucille told we me... We spent hours discussing the best possible theme for the Christmas party. But you don't have to pay any attention to us. We're only the committee. Are you quite finished? I'm sorry, go ahead. You seem to have forgotten one thing. Lucille told we me... We discussed themes until we were blue in the face. You know, people don't just pick out a gay 90s theme by accident. It took a lot of very careful thought. Jim, will you please be quiet? Uh-huh. Now, I'm not even allowed to have an opinion. I can be pushed around by Jim and Lucille Hathaway, and that's all right. But if I try to say one word, but one word, well? Well, what? What did Lucille tell you? Oh, oh, we're back to that old thing. Margaret, if you're going to tell me, tell me. Now? Of course. Well, if Steve Brody could jump off a bridge. Lucille Hathaway told me. Yes? Thank you. She spoke to at least a dozen wives. Now, look, honey, this happens to be a club run and by and for a group of men. And every single one of them said they had too much trouble finding gay 90 costumes for their husbands. And why should the women suddenly decide they know more about running it than we do? something else would be simpler and less expensive. There, I said it and I'm glad. Margaret, you don't have to shout at me. No? Tell me one other way I can make you listen. Be like a man. Use logic. Oh, fiddle-dee-dee. Honey, profanity will get you nowhere. <laughs> Jim, I... Oh, what's the use? I give up. Look, I don't want you to think I'm being stubborn. Of course not. But what not. right did Jim Hathaway have to go over our heads and ask that the theme of the party be changed? He thought he was acting for the good of the club. This happens to be a republic, not a dictatorship. And when one man takes it upon himself to defy the very principles of American democracy, then it's high time that the people... Oh, stop it. What? 
Ever since they made you chairman of that silly committee, you've done nothing but make speeches. Why, Margaret. The issue is perfectly simple and clear, but you won't face it. The issue is that Jim Hathaway had no right... Gay 90 costumes are very elaborate and very expensive, and no one is going to bother making them. Jim Hathaway had no right... With a right... Western theme, you just throw on some old clothes and make a face like Hopalong Cassidy. That's all there is to it. May I please say something? Pray do. Thank you. Jim Hathaway had no right... Jim Hathaway had nothing to do with it. Margaret, I was there when he came in. And, and if you must know, the Western idea was mine. Honey, how could you do a thing like that to me? <sighs> I'm sorry, Angel. But do you realize how much work is involved in making gay 90 costumes for five people? You made one for Betty and it looked beautiful. That happens to be your new evening gown and I was merely shortening it. Oh, I thought... You bought her a new evening gown? With a bustle? Bustles are back. Well, that's the logical place for them. <laughs> Last week you said she didn't need a new evening gown. And this week I decided she did. <clears throat> Any questions? I'm all mixed up. The committee decided that... Jim, a Western theme is so much more informal and practical. Everyone agrees that it's a much more sensible idea. They do? Yes, dear. They didn't like the gay 90s idea, huh? They liked it, sweetheart. But it just isn't worth all the effort. But the committee decided that the gay 90s... Dad! The committee would have decided something else if you'd asked a few women. Besides, we've ordered $50 worth of decorations. Say, Dad, would you like to hear something? Come on in, fellas. But we're very busy right now. This'll only take a minute, Dad. Won't it, fellas? Oh, yeah, sure, just, just a minute, Bud. We changed the whole arrangement like you said, and it sounds great, doesn't it, Joe? Yeah. It's real keen. <laughs> But I just told you... Line up, fellas, and we'll do it for him. But... It's no use, dear. We might as well hear it. You'll love it, Mom. It'll take you back to your childhood in the gay 90s. <laughs> That'll be nice. Well, go ahead, bud, and get it over with. You bet, Dad. Ready, fellas? <coughs> yeah. Oh, you bet. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <laughs> She's all... I'll tell you about it later. Go ahead, boys. You're doing fine. It's sad when you think of her wasted life. Boop. For <laughs> you cannot make with age. Boop. And her beauty was so for an old man's call. <laughs> Boop. Ah. Uh. Doop. Hmm. <laughs> He's a bird in a gilded cage. Boop. 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 Ah. Uh, doop. <laughs> 
it was very nice, boys. Thank you. It was very unusual, wasn't it, Jim? <laughs> you know, honey, the more honey. I think about that Western idea... Mother, is everything all right in there? Yes, dear, everything's fine. I heard the strangest noises. <laughs> the boys were singing. Oh, pardon me. What's the matter with her? Bud, what would you and the other boys think of a Western theme for the Christmas party? Western? That's right. You know, cowboys, Indians, that sort of thing. Did they sing about a bird in a gilded cage? <laughs> they did not. Well, then how could we sing... Oh. <laughs> yes, sir, I think the Western theme is a very good idea. Fellas, let's go back to the living room. What for? I've got an idea about how we can do Home on the Range. With or without boots. Yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. Going. We'll see you later. Uh, take your time, boys. There's no hurry. Jim, don't you think you're being a little mean to the boys? <laughs> I was only kidding them. You know that. And what was that boop-boop-ba-doop business? Oh, I, uh, I didn't know they were going to take me seriously. They asked me how we used to sing in the good old gay oh. 90s. Daddy! <laughs> Kathy, what is it? Daddy, it's Mr. Hathaway and Brad. Well, why get all excited? But Brad's going to apologize, and then he'll be big. Margaret. I'll take care of it, dear. Come along, Kathy. Mommy, don't let him apologize to me. I have to apologize first. Oh, I don't know. Jim? Oh, hi, fella. Hi. I'm not interrupting anything, am I? Of course not. Come on in. Hey. Uh, sit down. Thank you. Uh. <coughs> oh, nice night, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's, uh... Uh, where's Brad? He went into the kitchen for a drink. Oh. Uh, nice night, isn't it? Yes. Say, uh, say, Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we ought to take turns. Yeah, it certainly huh? looks that way. Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting to be a habit. <laughs> Look, I, uh, I just want you to know that I'm sorry about, well, uh, our little misunderstanding. So am I. And uh, it was pretty silly, wasn't it? <laughs> it sure was. But I've notified the committee that we'll follow your gay 90s plan. Wait a minute. You had no right to do that. Well, why not? I've decided you were right, and we ought to have the Western theme. But we can't. Why not? I've already told the committee. You had no right to tell the committee. I'm the chairman. Now, look, Jim. Lucille went out and bought a whole gay 90s outfit, and if you think I don't that care I... if she bought 12 of them. You had no right going over my head. But the gay 90s was your idea. And the Western was yours. Father. I'm the president, and I say we'll have the gay 90s. We'll have the Western. Father. Gay 90s. Western. Father, you've got to stop them. It's terrible. What's the matter? Kathy and Brad, they're fighting. What? I thought Kathy wanted to apologize. They both do, and they're fighting about it. Well, we'll just see about that. Come on, Jim. Uh, but don't think we're not going to have the gay 90s. Father, hurry. We're going to have the Western. Gay 90s. Western. Gay 90s. Western. Mm. <laughs> oh,
Let's have another cup of coffee. You know, that phrase has become a traditional part of American family life. And in most families throughout America, the coffee that fills the cups is Maxwell House coffee, chosen above all others for its superb good-to-the-last-drop flavor. That's why I say start serving our coffee to your family. There's such hearty good cheer in every fragrant cup of Maxwell House coffee, you'll say it has the best flavor you've ever tasted. Then just count all the truly good cups you get from each pound. You'll agree that Maxwell House is today's coffee buy. And remember, Maxwell House coffee comes in three grinds, regular, drip, and pulverized, one exactly suited to the way you make coffee. So look for the sign of good coffee, the big white cup and drop on the familiar blue tin. Take home Maxwell House, the one coffee that's always good to the last drop. It's some time later, and the Christmas party at the Springfield Country Club is mercifully a thing of the past. Now it's after midnight, and the Andersons are on their way home, happy and definitely exhausted, like this. Well, that was quite a party, wasn't it? Yes, sir, it sure was. <sighs> yeah, best party we've ever had, that's what it was. A gay 90s western. <laughs> Uh, how about a little close harmony, honey? Mom's asleep, Dad. Oh. Benny? She is, too, and so's Kathy. Well, looks like we're the only live wires in the crowd. You said it. <laughs> uh, let's try, um, down by the old mill stream, okay? Okay. Here we go. Down by the old mill stream. It uh, doesn't sound right if we both take the harmony. Tell you what we'll do. I'll carry the melody the first time through, and you'll take the harmony. Then we'll try it again, and we'll switch parts, okay? Here we go. Down by the old mills. Bud. Bud. <laughs> well, if that isn't... Oh, well. Down by the old mill stream Where I first met you With your eyes Say, you were going to take the kids to see Santa. I did. Well, then how'd you find time to make this gorgeous dessert? Jell-O's easy to make. Mmm, sure is delicious. So fruit-rich. Mighty easy on the grocery bill, too. That's a help with Christmas gifts to buy. Let's have it often. Sure, six delicious flavors to choose from and lots of easy, thrifty ways to fix them up. That's Jell-O for red-letter desserts. <laughs> Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson with Roy Bargey and the Maxwell House Orchestra. In our cast were Ted Donaldson as Bud, Gene Vanderpile, Rhoda Williams, Norma Jean Nilsson, Bill Johnstone, Gil Stratton Jr., Tommy Cook, Johnny McGovern, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. 
So until next Thursday, good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's favorite brand of coffee. Always good to the last drop. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons, brings you Mystery tonight on NBC. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow 
will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. From one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to Take us to heaven 
Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy yap, giddy yap, giddy yap, let's go. Let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Giddy yap, giddy yap, giddy yap, it's grand. Just holding your hand. We're gliding along with the song of a wintry fairyland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy cozy. Are we? We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. does it for Mr. Robert Young in the NBC comedy show Father Knows Best. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe and join me on Christmas Eve as I bring to the show Mr. Frank Sinatra and Mr. Joseph Cotton and join me Christmas Eve night as I bring to the show It's a Wonderful Life starring Donna Reed and James Stewart and Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show My Friend Irma If you like the show please comment and subscribe guys and always remember to enjoy the show Thanks <laughs>